Hey, hey, you're listening to the Journey with Janice podcast. Join me on the journey of pursuing Jesus, building our lives on the word, and seeing this world impacted with the love of God. The Journey with Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. You can find my podcast and other great podcasts in the network at newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Journey with Janice and check out my website, journeywithjanice.com. Hey, hey, besties. Welcome to the Journey with Janice podcast. I am so thankful that you are taking time out of your day to listen in, to tune in. I'm so thankful for every opportunity that the Lord gives me to talk about his word, to talk about the kingdom, to magnify the name of Jesus. And I pray that you are doing that in your own life and in your own ways, that you are living a life that's intentional, that's purposeful, and that you are doing and being all that God created you for. Every single one of us has a call and a purpose and a destiny. And I pray that if you are someone who is like, I have no idea what that is, that God would reveal that to your heart. And I know he will because he's done it for me. I remember being in a season a few years ago where I'm just sitting with the Lord and I'm like, God, I don't really know. Like, what are my gifts? What are my talents? What what have you created me to do? Because I don't believe that any of us are created to sit on the sidelines. We're all created to do something that's going to advance the kingdom of God, that's going to magnify the name of Jesus. And so first and foremost, that starts with knowing him, knowing that if you are a follower of Christ, that you have the ability to hear his voice. And I love that scripture, that my sheep know my voice. They won't follow the voice of a stranger. And so we choose to follow his voice and his leading, which is always going to line up with his word to root ourselves in the word of God. That's critical. That's key to everything that we are rooting ourselves in the word of God, that we're living according to his word, that we're not just hearers of of his word, but that we're doers of the word, that we read and apply the written word of God. And I love that his voice will always line up with his word. So we have to know his word so that we can know when we hear him speak like, yeah, that's God, not just, you know, me or the enemy or just whatever, that it's him speaking. And so we can be confident in knowing his voice. And I love that about him. So I just got off a Google me actually call with my friend Lucy who's in Kenya. Shout out to her. She's listening in. I love that girl to pieces. Definitely believe in the call of God on her life and what God is doing in and through her. And so she is hosting this week a, it's a seven day, one hour day. Uh, virtual conference and it's called Priceless. It's all about purity and all the things. And so I was a guest speaker for today. And as I got, I just hopped off that, that virtual call. And as I hopped off, I just really felt a stirring in my spirit to hop on here and record a podcast and share some of the things that I shared on there. And so I just, I love seeing other people, especially women, because my heart is women's ministry, but other women stepping out into the fullness of what God has for them, stepping out into the more of what God has for them. And I say this all the time, but we were created for more. We were created for more than what we've ever experienced because God never leaves us where we're at. We may be in this space and place for a season of time, but God is always going to continue moving us forward. He takes us from glory to glory to glory. And so I'm so thankful for what God is doing. And and through so many of my friends in this season, and I want to be someone who stands beside my sisters in Christ, no jealousy, no comparison, no gossip, and says, run, baby, run. Go after the things God has called you to. You are anointed. You are appointed for such a time as this. You have a call. You have a purpose. Step out into it. Stop being stopped by fear and worry and anxiety and just the traps and schemes of the enemy. Do what God has called you to do because we need what you carry. And that's a word to anyone listening too. We need what you carry. The gifts, talents, abilities, the ways that God has created, formed, and fashioned you to impact this world. It's it's needed. It's needed and it's needed for now. 
And I just love the timing of the Lord. And I believe that all of us are called to do something always. There may be things on your heart that like, hey, the season just isn't here yet. Wait on the Lord. Don't step out in front of Him. But there's always something that we're called to do in the season we're in now. And for some of us, it may just be being tucked away in the secret place and saying, okay, God, I need to just be with you. I need maybe some hurts healed. I need to just spend time in your presence. I need clarity, direction, what I say, blueprints from heaven to step forward into the new thing, prep my heart now for what's coming. Some of us, it may be go time and we need to start stepping out into that. And the thing that I found with the Lord is that he never gives us a full picture. (laughs) Maybe for some of you he has, but for me, it's never been the case. He's given me the next few steps and I just step out and do what he's called me to do. I think for me personally, that's a good thing because if he gave me the full picture, it would probably overwhelm me. So he knows what I can handle and what I can, what I can, you know, yeah, what I can handle right now in the moment. And so a lot of times I don't know the full picture. I'm just like, okay, Lord, this is what you've given me, the direction I feel in my spirit. I'm going to move forward in that and let him fill in the gaps. Let him paint the picture. Let him do what he does and lead and guide my steps, order my steps. And so I love that. I love that. So I'm going to dive a little bit into the topic of today that I talked about, which is all surrounding purity. And the name of the conference is called Priceless. And that word itself means so precious that its value cannot be determined. And that is the price that he puts on us. We know that the word says that we have been bought with a price and it's his precious blood that was shed at Calvary, the the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed at the cross, that he paid the price in full to buy us back from sin, from shame, from the enemy's grip. And we can now live in a place of fullness of freedom, fullness of freedom. The Bible says in, in Galatians 5.1, it's for freedom that Christ has set us free. He paid the price so that we could be free from any sin entanglements, anything that the enemy would try to put in our pathway. We can live completely free of that. And we live in the fullness of what God has for us when we know our identity in him. When we know who he is, when we know who we are, we can live in a place where we're in that fullness of freedom that he paid for at the cross. And so much of my own life, a lot of you know my story or parts of my story. And um, But for those who maybe are listening in for the first time, and you know what, I think it's always powerful and to hear a story again, even if we've heard it before. But for so much of my life, I didn't know who I was in Christ because I wasn't born again, didn't get saved until I was 17. And so my life prior to that was lived in a place of insecurity, of hating who I was, can honestly say, I don't think I've ever really been suicidal, but I never really had a desire to live either. I just kind of existed, went through the motions. What people had to say over to and about me affected me greatly. Like I'm a girl who words are very weighty for me. The Lord has taught me and trained me to start filtering words that are spoken over me through the word of God, through his voice to not receive every word that's spoken. But for a while, I didn't know that. I didn't have that wisdom. And so I just, when people would say something about me, it would cut me to the heart if it wasn't life-giving. And a lot of times, unfortunately, people don't choose to speak life. They speak death. And so I had a lot of insecurity, a lot of roots of insecurity in my heart that praise God, he is uprooted and replaced with the truth. But for a lot of my life, I didn't know who I was in Christ. And when I became born again, I was hungry for the word of God. Let me tell you, I was passionate to dig into his word had a little bit of of time in my life where I was like, man, I wish I would have been raised knowing the word of God. I don't know the Bible. I don't know all the stories that, you know, that, you know, the kids, the stories that we tell the kids in Sunday school, like, I'm like, I don't even know those. Like, and just being in that place of like, 
just, I don't know, whatever, just what was me. But the Lord really challenged me and said, hey, you may not, but you can get into the word. If you want to know what it says, if you want to know these stories, learn them. We all have the ability to, so I'm not going to be a victim in my own story and, you know, feel bad that I wasn't raised in the word of God and I don't know the word of God for myself. I'm going to choose to change that for future generations. And so diving into the word of God was something that I became very passionate about right away when I got saved. So rooting myself in the word of God, I still love the word of God. I have a hunger and a passion for his word. And there's always more to learn and grow in. The Bible says in first Peter, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. It's an ongoing thing. We never arrive. There's always more to learn about who he is. And we, we learn those things by spending time in his word and in his presence. And when we're in that place, the secret place where we shut the door, we get away with him as he tells us to, we just spend time with him and he reveals more of who he is and his goodness and his faithfulness. And we get to a place where we're like, we cannot be swayed. We stay steadfast in him. We know his voice. We know who he is. We're not going to let the world or false ideologies, false teachings, doctrines of demons tell us who God is if it doesn't line up with his word and who we know him to be. And so that's a whole thing. We could talk about that forever. But just knowing who he is and knowing who we are, that's foundational for us to live in a place of freedom and wholeness in him. And so the whole topic today that I talked about was purity. And the word that God really gave me to drive home was that everything starts with the heart. Everything starts with the heart. In Proverbs 4.23, I'm going to read this in three different translations. I'm going to read it in the New King James, NIV, and the Passion. It says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. So above all, guard the affections of your heart so that they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellsprings of life. So everything we do flows from the place of our heart. We know that the Bible says that the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So if you want to know like what's in my heart, examine your mouth. Examine the words that proceed out of your mouth because the heart is is where it all starts. The mouth is speaking what the heart is full of. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so that's a that's one way to tell like the condition of your heart. And for me, I love sitting with the Lord <laughs> frequently. I'm not saying it's something like I enjoy because God reveals things at times that like he wants to uproot and transform and change in us. And that pruning process is not easy. And it's, it's much easier to be complacent, but we're not called to complacency. We're called to live lives that are burning, boiling hot for him. And so when we sit in that place and we say, Lord, this is what I like, what I do because I want to be more like him. I say, Lord, examine my heart. See if there's any wicked way in me. Renew in me a steadfast spirit, creating me a clean heart, all those things. And then actually taking the time to sit with him. And let him reveal those things. That could be a stronghold in your mind. It could be a lie that you believe that he's like, hey, like you've come into agreement with this. Let's uh, uproot that lie and replace it with the truth. And just sitting with him and letting him do the work that he can do. Holy Spirit is so good and so faithful. The Bible says that we're continually being conformed to the pattern of the image of Christ. And so we do that by renewing our mind in the word of God, Romans 12 two. be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We sit in his presence. We allow him to do that work inside of us. We stay correctable. We stay teachable. We stay moldable. He's the potter. We're the clay. Let him mold your life and let him make you the person that he desires for you to be, which is your greatest 
calling to be who God made you to be, to live in the fullness of the intention he had for you when he created you in the womb of your mother, there is nothing like it. And in my own life, I would tell you, I've been in seasons where I'm like, God, it can't get better than this, can it? And then he takes me to a new level of glory, a greater level of intimacy with him, a greater like just like an expansion of my calling and my ministry and my purpose. And I'm like, wow, he really is a God who takes us from glory to glory to glory. So I want to ask you, what are you in agreement with? What have you come into agreement with? That is so critical for moving forward to even being effective with where we're at. Proverbs 23, seven says, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. So what you think in your heart, whether it's right or wrong, it's going to affect your life and even earlier in Proverbs 4.23, that everything we do flows from our heart. That's our actions, our thoughts, our words, the way we interact with people, like everything starts with the heart. And so it says, for as we think in our heart, so are we. And so that is so important that our heart is filled with truth, that our heart is filled with purity that is found in his word. And so some common lies, I'm just going to break some of these notes down that I have from my conference earlier, but some common lies that we believe as people. I've messed up too much. God can never forgive me. I'm just going to repeat the patterns of my parents and generations before me. I can't break away from the perverted patterns of this world. It is so important that we not only come out of agreement with those lies, but that we come into into agreement with the truth and that we believe that truth over ourselves. So the truth, God's mercies are new every morning. The Bible says that though I'm though a righteous man may fall seven times, he's going to keep getting back up. So don't stay down. When we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. He casts our sins as far as the east is from the west and remembers them no more. I am a generational changer and a curse breaker. Perversion is not my portion and purity is possible. So many times we look at the world around us and it's so perverted. It's so chaotic that we think there's, this is just the way it is. No, it's not. Purity is possible. We don't have to live in a place of perversion, and that's just not sexual perversion. That's our thought life, our actions. Anything like perversion is just anything that is not completely pure and in alignment with God's word and his truth. And I love this this part here. I'm a generational changer and a curse breaker. And back to my own story of being like, oh, you know, I wasn't raised in the church and, and comparing myself to people around me and like, oh, it would be so nice to have generations before me of missionaries and all the things. Guess what? That's not my story. So I'm not going to let the enemies keep me trapped in that cycle of just feeling like I'm not good enough or insecurity, I'm going to say, you know what, that may not be my story, but this is my story. And I get to be someone who changes generations after me, someone who breaks curses in my family, curses of witchcraft, curses of perversion, promise you to all the things. I get to be the one who changes that trajectory for future generations. And what a beautiful thing to get to be that person who starts a new legacy. And whatever that is, even if you're someone who came from a background of Christianity, you grew up in the faith, like you still get to be someone who continues that on in your bloodline. And I think that's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So my encouragement, watch your words. What are you saying? Take time to honestly evaluate that. Watch your words and what are you saying? Psalm 19, 14. I'm going to read a couple translations here. May these words of my mouth and this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. 
So may the words of my mouth, my meditation thoughts, and every movement of my heart be always pure and pleasing, acceptable before your eyes. Yahweh, my only redeemer, my protector. I love that. And that's one of the first scriptures I ever memorized, actually. Like, Lord, may the meditations of my heart, the words of my mouth be pleasing to you. I don't want to be someone who just speaks what's pleasing to him. I want my thought life to be pleasing to him. And we know in Philippians 4, it tells us to meditate to think on whatever is true, noble, just, pure, lovely, excellent, praiseworthy of good report, that that is what we're called to dwell on. And so when we find ourselves in a place where we're rehearsing maybe the lies of the enemy or we're rehearsing worst case scenarios or we're rehearsing things that aren't true, that we shift our mindset. We say, Lord, renew, renew a steadfast spirit within me. Clean my heart, purify my heart. Lord, I want my thoughts to be in alignment with yours. And sometimes I've had to, like if I get in a, we'll just say like a, derailed train wreck of thoughts that just, I know it's accusatory, which we know we have an enemy that's the accuser of the brethren. It's filled with shame. It's full of lies, all those things. And when my, if, and when my mind starts getting in that place, I will sometimes out loud say no. And then just start declaring the word of truth over myself because the enemy is relentless. He is relentless. The Bible says he prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And I'm declaring over me and over you that We are not those people that can be devoured, that we stay steadfast in the Lord and that we're immovable and that we wield our warfare weapons well, that we wear the full armor of God, that we withstand all the wiles of the enemy and that we're not going to, we're not going to bend and bow to his stupid schemes. And so we're going to stay on that path of purity that God has marked out for us. We're going to run our race with perseverance toward the mark of our high calling in him. We have a high calling in him. And so if you've been in a place where your thought life has just been kind of all over the place, not in alignment with his truth, I'm just declaring over you right now in Jesus name that your thought life is going to get in alignment with his with his word, with his truth, and that you are going to be free from those mental entanglements, I get it. I get it. I've wrestled with depression in my past. I've wrestled with believing so many enemy lies and just being in a place of insecurity and all those things, like I said. And there is such a freedom and a peace that comes when we submit to God, resist the devil, and watch him flee. And there's nothing more I love than watch him tuck tail and leave. And it starts with submitting to God. Submit to his word. Believe his word over yourself. Know that his word is higher than any other. And resisting the devil. That's me in that moment of saying, no, I'm not, I'm not listening to this. I'm not rehearsing this. No. And choosing to change the trajectory of where my thought, thoughts are going and then watch him flee. Psalm 119.9 says, how can a young person stay on the path of purity? Because, you know, we're called to that path of purity, but how do we stay on it? It says, by living according to your word. By living according to your word. We want to be people who, again, are rooted and grounded in the word of God, that we live our life according to his word, that his word is a lamp for our feet and a light for our path. It shows us where we're standing. It shows us where we're going and we're walking on that path of purity that he has marked out for us. And it's possible. Reminding ourselves that Jesus understands everything, everything we face. Hebrews 4.15 says that we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in what but but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin okay so our high priest is jesus we know that he is seated at the right hand of the father he was resurrected out of that tomb he ascended to heaven he's coming back again praise god we can look forward to his coming but until he comes we are to be about the father's business workers out in the in the harvest field because there's a lot of work to be done we're all called to get out to that harvest field and do what we're called to do but i love that we have a high priest who 
who sympathizes with us in our weaknesses. He lived a human life, fully God, fully man. He lived a sinless life. And so that's why he was able to be that perfect spotless lamb that was crucified at the cross for us. So he was tempted in every way that we are. He gets it. He lived it. I love, I love that we have a God who gets it. He chose to embrace humanity and he knows what we go through and he gives us a way out of every temptation. And I love that. Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then after that, it says, then we're going to be able to know what is his good, acceptable and perfect will, the pleasing will of the father. I want to be someone who doesn't just do the good thing. I want to do the God thing. I want to do what God has called and commissioned me to do. There's a lot of things that I do. If you follow me on social media, you probably like think like, when does she sleep? Trust me, I get my sleep. This girl loves her sleep. But I will tell you that as much as I do for God, there are so many things that people don't realize that I say no to. I don't say yes to everything. I've said no to a lot of things <laughs> in my life. And God has taught me to discern that, to be willing to say no. And that no is a complete sentence. Some of us need to hear that because so many times we feel bad for having to say no to things. But ultimately, we live for an audience of one and it's him. And obviously, everything that we do is going to be covered in grace and kindness and compassion, but we can't say yes to everything. And so we have to learn to say yes to the things God has called us to. And that starts with being transformed by the renewing of our mind, being in his word, being in his presence. It's critical. Philippians 2, 14 through 16, do everything without grumbling or arguing. Some some translations say without grumbling or com- without complaining. Um. Do everything without grumbling or arguing, no complaining, so that you may be blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. I love that. Do everything without arguing, complaining, grumbling, all of that. I heard someone say recently that complaining is the language of the enemy. And so I'm like, Lord, set a guard over my mouth. I pray that over myself because I'm a girl of many words. Y'all know I talk a hundred miles an hour. I had a friend ask me one time if I record and then like speed up the sound before I post my podcast. I'm like, nope, this is just how fast I talk. You get an hour podcast in 25 to 30 minutes. It's wonderful. But anyway, I am someone, I just, I have a lot of words. I love to talk. I love communication. I love I just, I love that. That's something that I'm passionate about, something that God's gifted me in. And so someone who likes to talk, it's very easy to just blah, whatever. And I prayed like, Lord, set a guard over my mouth. Let my, let my speech always be full of grace, seasoned with salt. Like there are so many scriptures about our speech. If you want, I have actually, I created a ton of, I put together like this. It's a cute little image that I made in Canva and it's full of scripture concerning speech and just beautiful to declare the word of God over yourself, um, whether you speak publicly or not. I think that that's so important. And so just being in agreement with his word and his truth, not grumbling, not complaining, not arguing, that's how we become blameless and pure. And then we can be children of God in the midst of a warped and crooked generation. Doesn't take much wisdom at all to look around the world and think and realize like, we're in the midst of a warped and crooked generation, but we can be like those shining stars out there holding firmly to the word of life. And part of that starts with not grumbling or complaining. And again, all of that starts with the heart. Know that you are not alone. First Peter 5, 9 says, resist him. That's the enemy. Firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of sufferings are being experienced in your brotherhood throughout the world. 
And so I love that. Resist him standing firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. Another translation there. Know that you're not alone. The enemy wants more than anything for you to feel like you're the only one who struggles. You're the only one who's going through this. That what you're going through is completely unique to you. No one else is dealing with this. So keep it quiet. Hide yourself. Whatever. Lies. Lies. Absolute lies. I would encourage you, if you do not, to find an accountability slash prayer partner. Find someone who you can confide in. In my own walk with the Lord, I've had different people in different seasons. Know that that can change. If you're like Janice, I don't know anybody who would fill that kind of position where I could be honest, transparent, vulnerable, real, let my guard down. Pray for it. Bible says we have not because we ask not. Pray that God would send you someone into your life. I believe that he's good and faithful and he would do that for you. And so the enemy's methods of operation are nothing more than recycled tricks. He uses the same same tricks. He just recycles them, tries to repackage them a different way. But he wants us to feel like we're isolated, to feel like we're completely alone, that no one else faces the hardships that we do and the struggles that we go through. But the Bible already refutes that in 1 Peter 5, 9 that we just read. The same kinds of things that we go through, other people are going through. You are not alone. You are not alone. 1 Corinthians 6, 20 scripture I mentioned at at the beginning. I'm going to wrap it up here and pray, but it says, for you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Again, you are priceless, so precious that your value cannot be determined. And so my heart for you, and I'm going to pray here in a second. My heart for you is that you walk in purity. And that is not just, we hear that word so many times in Christian culture, and we automatically, our brain goes to sexual purity. It's more than that. Walking in purity is starting, it starts with the heart. What are the meditations of your heart? What are you thinking on? What are you dwelling on? What What's coming out of your mouth, your speech? Is it pure? Is it in alignment with his word? Your actions, the way you treat other people, is it pure? And if it's not, just know that God is good and gracious and that he covers you and gives you a way out of that. Like if you're someone who has not treated people the way that God calls you to treat them. We know our two greatest commandments are to love God with everything inside of us and to love others as ourselves. And if you are not someone who loves people like Christ has called you to, he can show you how to do that. Maybe you haven't had a good example. Maybe you've dealt with hurt and pain and rejection in your past and there's strongholds there from own, your own abuse that you've gone through. That's not an excuse, but know that God sees you, he understands, and he gives you a way out of that so that you can do and be all that he created you for. And he's called you for such a time as this. You have an anointing on your life. You have a purpose. You have a destiny. If you've never had someone to stand on the sidelines and cheer you on and what God's called you to, I will be that person for you to say, run, baby, run. Do what God has called you to. You are not alive to just sit on the sidelines and be a spectator in the game of life. Like, no, God has called you to do something that only you can do. And so stop thinking that someone else will do it. Someone else can do it. Like God could choose someone better for it. No, God has called you to it. You are the perfect person for what God has called you to do. And again, if you don't even know what that is, I'm believing in Jesus' name that he's going to reveal that to your heart and that you're going to start stepping out into that because we need you to do what you're called to do. I've been watching so many of my sisters in Christ just stepping into new areas of ministry and just coming alive in their gifts and callings. And I love that. Like so much I could scream like, and I won't scream in your ear, but like so much. I love watching people do what God's called them to do. And I want to champion you in that. And so if you need someone to pray with you, to encourage you, like reach out to me. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok at The Journey with Janice. My website, journeywithjanice.com. All my information's on there. Contact information. Would love to pray with you, to pray for you, 
to just cheer you on in what God has called you to do because what what you have inside of you matters and it needs to come alive. It needs to be awakened and released into the world. And so some of you may know this. I also just released, launched, whatever you want to call it, my new bestie community. So that's an exclusive community for prayer, mentoring and all that. So that is also on my website. Would love for you to be a part of that. And God is just God is just moving. He is active in the earth and I love just seeing what he's doing. And he is so good and so faithful and he is so for you. So would love to connect with you, pray for you, all the things. So I'm going to go ahead and pray. Father God, thank you so much for this podcast. God, I thank you that you have given us a way out of the traps of the enemy, the entanglements that he tries to, to, to just keep us trapped in. Lord, I pray that if there's anyone who, spiritually speaking, has been entangled by the enemy, God, I pray that every one of those entanglements would be severed in the spirit in Jesus' name. God, that you would release them into the fullness of everything you have for them. That I just speak the shalom peace of God over them, nothing missing, lacking, or broken. God, that there is wholeness and redemption found in you, Lord, and I pray that they would find that. Lord, I pray for everyone on here who does not have someone in their life that they're accountable to, that they can have real conversation with, that they can have prayer with that prayer accountability partner. God, I pray that you would send that person into their lives. God, I thank you that nothing in our past defines us. God, that you cover us by the blood that was shed at the cross, that you give us a way out of anything that the enemy had tripped us up with in our past. God, there is no shame in you, God. Those who look to you are radiant with joy and their faces will never be ashamed. So God, I declare that over us, that we are people who are full of your light, full of your glory, that we are living in the fullness of our identity in Christ, that we know who you are and we know who we are in you, God. And I just thank you for this new season that I sense so many in the body of Christ are stepping into. God, I thank you that nothing is holding them back in Jesus' name, that nothing is hindering them or stopping them in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that as we cross that threshold into the new thing, God, that you've already gone before us, that you are faithful, you are with us, you never leave us or forsake us, God. And I thank you that in this new season, that it's fun, that it's fruitful, that we walk according to your spirit and not the flesh, and we stay in step with you, God, in everything that we say and do. I bless my listeners. I release life over them. I speak life and blessings over them in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.